0: Brilliant. Hi, I'm Paul Ellard. Welcome to Our Queen, Our Mother, The Graces of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In our sessions, we will be exploring the topic of the Blessed Virgin Mary and why she is important to the Christian faith. With each talk, we will try and open up and explain in simple terms the Catholic Church's teaching on the Blessed Virgin Mary. We will also include a testimony of people who have experienced her love and grace in their own lives. So welcome to the program, and let us begin with a prayer. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, we give you thanks and praise for the countless blessings and graces that you pour on us every day. We thank you, our Heavenly Father, that you created human life to reflect the truths and realities of the spiritual world. We thank you, Jesus, that you created an earthly mother for yourself, And we thank you that you shared this treasure with us so that she can be our Heavenly Mother as well. We thank and praise you, Lord, as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our sessions this year of Our Queen, Our Mother, uh, we want to try and include a number of talks on how to live out a practical spirituality that includes Mary. So today we wanted to look at the maternity of Mary. Mary's motherhood, in other words. We've talked about it in the past, but today we want to go a little deeper into it. And what does that really mean when we say Mary's motherhood? Where do we get this idea from? And how can we practically apply this in our everyday spirituality? In order to understand Mary, we need to be clear about our understanding of who God is. So God is a triunion God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It's so basic we tend to just say, oh yeah, yeah, we know all that. But it's the foundations of so many really, really deep principles. And of course the Trinity live in relationship. They self-donate within themselves. They hold nothing back. And this of course has huge implications when we talk about theology of the body and marriage. That's why God doesn't get lonely. Because God is is a triunion of three persons. And Pope John Paul II has this beautiful quote. He says, God in his deepest mystery is not a solitude, but a family, since he has in himself fatherhood, sonship, and the essence of family, which is love. Now you notice John Paul didn't say God is like a family. He said, God is a family. So we have a father in heaven. We have a father who gives us his son so that we can be brothers and sisters of Jesus. So we have a father, we have a son, we have brothers and sisters. What's missing in this family? A mother. Mary is daughter of the father, mother of the son and spouse of the Holy Spirit. Now, we covered much of this in a previous talk, but it's just good to recap some of the key principles here. So if Mary is the mother of Jesus, and we're called to be brothers and sisters of Jesus, then Mary is our mother as well, our spiritual mother. So, okay, where do we find this concept in Scripture? Well, we see it at the foot of the cross. And if we look at John 19... 25 to 27, we read that beautiful text where Jesus is in his last moments hanging on the cross. He's been hanging there for three hours. John gives us these beautiful words. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother And the disciple there, whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. So there's a lot going on in this scripture verse, and we did cover it previously, But we just want to pick up on a few principles. Notice that when John writes this gospel, he says, When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple them whom he loved, meaning St. John himself, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. Jesus mentions the word mother three times. But when he speaks to Mary directly, he calls her woman. And this, of course, goes back to Genesis 3.15. And woman, if you like, is her royal title of Genesis 3.15. Of the woman who with the son will crush the head of the serpent, Satan. It's interesting how He addresses Mary there. Three times he says mother. And in the middle he says woman. And then it says from that hour the disciple took her into his home. Now we have to remember that Jesus is hanging on the cross. And we never have anything in scripture that is trivial. Whatever is in scripture has meaning. And when Jesus is hanging on the cross and only says seven things hanging from the cross, every one of those is loaded with rich spiritual meaning. So it would be very wrong to trivialize these words of Jesus and saying, oh, well, you know, he was just worried he was going to look after his mother. It's much more than that. It's that he's giving his mother to all of us, to be our spiritual mother. You know, there's no relationship like a mother and a child. When you think about it, you know, we have husband and wife, brother and sister, but mother and child are unique. Why? Because we grow from a single cell to a complete human being in the womb within our mothers. And for so much of our early life, we're totally dependent on our mothers. So this creates a very special relationship. Mary wants us to be spiritually formed in her just as Jesus was physically. If it's good enough for Jesus then it's good enough for us. Nobody loves you like your mother. I'm sure you've heard that famous line. You know, he has a face that only a mother can love. You know, there's, But there's something true about that. There's a heart-to-heart bond between a mother and a child. And when a mother loses her child, it's not uncommon to hear her say, well, a part of me died as well. That's because the heart of a mother and child are so closely united that they are like one. But don't be overly concerned if you have not experienced all this from your earthly mother. Because the good news is that you can still receive all this and in fact much more from your heavenly mother who loves you more than you can possibly imagine. So if you haven't experienced perfect love from your earthly mother then Mary truly can be a mother for you. After all, you know, no mother is perfect no matter how sincere she may be. But Mary Our heavenly and perfect Mother can bring healing and love to console your wounds and to wipe away your tears. She will cry with your tears, but she will bring healing and happiness to any situation, no matter how bad it may seem to you, because she brings you to the heart of her Son. And through the power of the cross, He can heal. How does this happen? It all happens through prayer. If we don't pray, then we don't have a relationship with Jesus and Mary. It's as simple as that. It's just like any other relationship in life. Mary's been quoted as saying, Pray, pray, pray. Pray until your prayer becomes a joy for you. So in other words, if your prayer is not a joy... Pray until it is. (laughs) But when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Spiritual strength is very similar to physical strength. You have to train your physical body before you can enjoy the marathon. It's the same with prayer. We have to pray every day and gradually increase our prayer time until we experience the joy and the real power in our prayer. Jesus gave us his mother because he knew that we would need her maternal love. And this is a dimension of God. It's the feminine aspect of God, if you like. This was Jesus' solution from the cross for all our troubles. Come to me through my mother. Once you discover this love, once your heart is open to this reality... Then you open the doors so heaven can pour on you so many graces from her heart. When this happens, even just being aware of Mary's presence can bring enormous strength and reassurance, comforting us in our times of need. Just like Mary shared the pain of her son, Mary also shares our pain too. What does it mean to love God like a child? Jesus said, come to me like the little children. What does that mean? What do all children have in common? The answer, dependency. Dependency upon their parents. What does it mean to love God like a child? To be totally dependent upon Jesus and Mary. Mary is the refuge of tenderness. A small helpless baby held by its mother is the perfect example of tenderness. That tenderness is what her heart is for us. That refuge is where we each can have a part of that tenderness. And from the cross Jesus gave us his life but he also wanted to give us more He wanted to give us his only mother. Behold, your mother, a perfect mother. All these gifts are available to us. The choice is ours. Are you going to open or close your heart to the gift of his mother? Like some children, there are those who reject the love of their mother. They suffer badly in life because of their poor choices. Maybe her motherly love will challenge us, where we might be at our lives at a certain time. Maybe her purity or humility might really challenge us. In some ways it might appear easier to reject her love than to accept it. But never forget, Mary's love is full of compassion, and is united with God's powerful love to heal and transform no matter where we are or what we have done in the past. Mothers fuss over their kids. Are you tidy? Is your tie straight? Is your shirt tucked in? Is your hair just right? Mothers get the mirror and make things just right. Mary does the same for our souls. If we take away our mother, there is something deeply missing within our family. That which seems to make everything else flow. And so it is with our spiritual family as well. Take out the mother, and things aren't quite the same. If we refuse the gift of Mary from Jesus, it is like opening up all the gifts given to us in our lives. But missing the one gift that will enable all the other gifts to fully function. What can we say about qualities of motherhood? Well, the qualities of Mary, in a sense, give us a blueprint for us to imitate so that we can truly become like Mary, who is the perfect disciple of Jesus. So, what are these qualities? To be able to love unconditionally. Mary loves us no matter where we've been or what we've done. Gentleness. Understanding. Compassion. Patience. Mary listens to us. She comforts and consoles us. She, as a mother, is a refuge to run to in times of trouble. She is someone who protects her children. She leads us by taking us by the hand. She teaches us. She protects us. She guides us. Defends us. She asks the Father for all our needs. She stands up for us when we are in trouble. She suffers for us. She gives the gift of self completely. She cares and nurtures, and she's attentive to all our needs. And she provides for all our needs. She has emotional strength. She has perseverance, and she is empowering. You know, I once gave a talk on Mary's many years ago. And the gentleman came out from the audience and started to tell me how much he loved Mary. It was beautiful to hear of his love. And then he said to me, thank you for sharing all of that because I hadn't heard it before. So I was a little puzzled how he had this great love for Mary, yet he really didn't have much knowledge to back it up. And he said, I came to love Mary through art, through Raphael's paintings of the Madonna and child. And what really touched his heart, and him sharing this with me really touched my heart, and I never forgot it, was his ability to see the tenderness of a mother. Raphael's art really spoke to him because he was able to see the love of the mother in so many ways in this art. Just a beautiful thing to stop and reflect on and to look at this art and to think how he was drawn into that just through those beautiful images of mother and child. Perhaps you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, Paul, that's all fine, but I really can't relate to having Mary as my mother. How then do I come to this realisation, and how do I start to experience this and make it a practical reality in my life? Well, the realisation of having Mary as your mother It's like having faith. It's a pure gift from God. But the good news is that just like faith, if we ask God for it, he'll always give us that gift. So it's very simple. We pray to Mary and we ask her. We can use a prayer something like this. Mary, help me to get to know and love you as my mum. Thank you for being my mum. You pray this prayer every day. Offer this intention in your rosary, your masses. In other words, persevere in the prayer. I guarantee you, you will experience the love of Mary. But keep a lookout. Keep a lookout to recognize those moments when Mary will start to show you. And at those points, you have to be careful to keep an open heart. And to keep it soft. By that I mean, don't let the intellect smother the movement of the Holy Spirit upon your heart. So when you can come to the point of realization that Mary really is your mother, something beautiful will change in your spirituality. Something powerful will happen. You'll feel like you've broken through to a whole new plane. And you can take Mary with you in your heart. My wife takes Mary shopping. (laughs) And when she does the cooking, I say, that was a beautiful dish, honey. And she says, Mary cooked it. And she means it because she brings Mary in to those moments when she's in the supermarket. What do I buy? What do I cook for dinner? And you can taste the difference, literally. Don't be put off by this. Don't sort of think, oh, yeah, now don't let the intellect kind of dismiss these beautiful movements of the heart. Because ultimately, we have to love Mary. Okay, it's not just enough to intellectually understand. Our faith is called to love. On judgment day, we'll be judged on how much we have loved, not how much we have learnt. Yes, we do have to learn and able to love. But we can't just stop with the learning. We have to let it go from the head to the heart. So I really encourage you to take this up, to really get to know and love Mary as your mum. Now some of you may be asking, why is this important that I experience the love of Mary as my mother? Well, the Christian journey is all about loving God. And as we progress Along our faith journey, we find ourselves wanting to love God more, but at the same time we discover our own limitations. We cannot love God more unless he gives us the grace. Now the best grace Jesus gives us, next to receiving himself in the Blessed Sacrament in the Eucharist, is the gift of his mother Mary. If we want to love more, it can only happen when we realize that we are in fact loved by Jesus and Mary so much more than we could ever think possible. Mary once said in an apparition, If you knew how much I loved you, you would cry with joy. Now I think it's fair to say that for most of us, We're a long way from loving to that degree on a regular basis. So the only way I can love more is to realize how much I am loved. Our only response can be to such an overwhelming experience of unconditional love is to respond back with love. I realize that I did nothing to merit this great love. I fall to my knees in humility, in gratitude, and I weep for joy. And if we travel this road of discovery that I am loved through Mary, we allow her then to take us deeply within the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Because the most intimate union with the Sacred Heart of Jesus can only be accessed through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That's why Mary is so important if we truly want to love Jesus. And Mary, as our mother, has been given this role by God to bring all of humanity to Jesus under the title of Queen and Mother. And I find it fascinating that everywhere in creation, we see signs of realities of the spiritual world. It's no coincidence that God uses family and motherhood as a means to teach us spiritual truths and spiritual realities. So thank you for being with us today. I'd like to play you a song called Mothering Our Lives. I used to be part of a band called Encounter, And we used to write songs and record them. This was one of the songs that was written by a lady named Kim Mannix. And it was uh, sung by our band. The whole song has these beautiful words built around the concept that Mary is our mother. It's called Mothering Our Lives. And I hope you enjoy it. But please don't go away because after the song we'll be right back with our very special guest who's going to share something of their love of the Blessed Virgin Mary. special guest is Tufik Bastani and Tufik has just finished his studies at Notre Dame University and he's going into a career of secondary school teaching. He comes from a Maronite Catholic background and he's with us today on the phone. Welcome to the program Tufik.
1: Hi Paul.
0: Tufik could you share a little bit of your own spiritual journey with us and perhaps mention something about how Mary has played an important role in that development.
1: Sure. Growing up I went to um a Maronite school, St Charles and which which had a pretty solid foundation when it came to the faith and solid teaching. Also at home being uh most Maronite families I think always have an element of faith when it came to home life, either just going to mass or prayer life at home. And also a particular devotion to Mary, being Maronite, we even in our language, you'd always have parts which would always refer to Mary just as tradition rather than necessarily being a factor of faith. And with myself, I always loved the faith, and it was a lot to do with my parents and also a big factor with school. And growing up, I was always close to to Our Lady and Our Lord through prayer. Through school, it was a big part of my life. But then after school, it was still a big part of my life. However, I found that just entering into uni, having a lot more freedom than you would have at school and at home, there was a lot of factors which started to influence me possibly in a negative way, and. You'd get caught up in things where you may find yourself falling off track and just in general in life and things that the world saw would make you happy were things that would tend to draw you away from Christ but at the same time I'd still have my faith. It was always there in the background, it was always you know, going to church on Sundays. Any opportunity I'd get to speak to someone about the faith, I'd still speak to them about the faith and try to nourish their faith in a way which would help me but at the same time I was sort of caught in two different or well, on two different paths and it would go on for a while and and then after a few years I had to make the decision of whether I wanted to be honest to myself and follow what you know whichever path I thought was right and which path I thought would truly make me happy and Mm-hmm. Um, albeit with a with a big struggle, I um I chose to try to take the faith a bit more seriously and apply it to all areas of my life, not just going to church and, and speaking to people about the faith, and um and there was there was a struggle, and and it still is a struggle today. I think all Catholics experience that, and, and Christian, but um Our Lady was a big part of that, and just the fact that. You know, being a young man and trying to hold on to something that was special and uh, with my background being Lebanese and I think there's a strong tie between young men and not only Lebanese but uh, all young men there's a strong tie between the mother and the son, and it's just that trust that you know that no matter what issue came up, there was an unconditional love between your earthly mother and yourself. And I think relating that to Mary and seeing once I realised our lady was truly our mother and trusting her as a son will trust a mother, she helped me with getting on that path that I longed to be on. Like I said, it was a struggle but but life is always a struggle too, so you know, I think your mum's there when you are struggling. And you can always trust. And as I went on, time went on, I'd still have struggles and still weak in areas where I I should have been strong in. And a few years ago, my youngest sister, she was about 21 at the time, she decided to enter a convent, the Franciscans of the Immaculate. And that was a wake-up call for me in a sense because I was 28 and was still, you know, hadn't chosen a solid path to... To commit to and seeing her at such a, such a young age take a massive step in commitment really woke me up and it brought some questions in about how she gets this strength and how she can make such a decision in our world today being such a young age our world tells you to go experience everything to go just being an individual in the world today rather than relying on God or trusting in God. You know, you have to sort of trust in what the world tells you is is success. So her decision to do that raised some questions. She would always relate it back to Our Lady and she'd always bring it up as she was very relentless when it came to pointing me to, to praying to our lady and to trusting in our lady. It was that was the key to her for me to get to heaven. It was always put in our lady's hands and, and trust. She introduced me to different devotions to Our Lady, to different prayers, to different novenas, the importance of praying the rosary. Their order was very closely tied in with Padre Pio. The founder of their order was, I think she said Padre Pio was his confessor. He was a close friend to Padre Pio. So Padre Pio would always say things that would relate to Our Lady. I don't have any direct quotes because can't say I was really that as attentive as she as she was when it came to remembering codes. But she'd always I remember she'd always relate to Our Lady for strength, trusting in our lady and she always told me that, you know, when it came to sin you either pray the rosary to overcome the sin and you don't overcome it, you either stop praying the rosary or you stop sinning. So you know, when it came to overcoming a weakness that you had, so that was a part that I applied to my life, trying to pray the rosary daily. There'd be days where I wouldn't pray it, but it's part of the struggle, I think, to to continue growing in your faith that you're not going to just make it one decision and it's going to be over and you're going to be a saint. But I think it's uh, numerous steps and decisions along the way that, you know, you slowly turn and you slowly get on that path with Christ.
0: That's great, Tufik. You've mentioned some really good points there. You said one point that really caught my attention. As you know, this show is called Our Queen, Our Mother. And so yeah. often we talk about a lady's queenship, but we also need to really stress that motherly dimension. And, and you mentioned that when you got to the realisation that our lady truly was your mother, then things started to change. Could you tell us a little bit about what that moment was or how that concept developed more?
1: It was about probably about three or four years ago. Around the time when my sister started to contemplate going into the, the convent and she was starting to go over to Perth and back that, that she started to introduce me to more devotions to Our Lady. So it was before she actually entered. That's when I was sort of introduced to it. And I think as a young man, you have a relationship with Christ, but a relationship that you'd have with a father, would be the relationship that was very different to having with your mother. And I think men can relate to that, and, and you'd understand that as uh, a young man. And, and also as a young woman, you'd you'd know that the relationship you have with your father is different to your mother. So that, to me, helped me realize, uh, relating it to Christ's love for his mother, that always, you know, you, you, whenever you'd have someone speak about, the relationship that Our Lady had with Christ, that Jesus would... Jesus was God, yet he trusted in his mum. She would look after him. He trusted... God trusted his only son as a baby to be raised by a human who was Our Lady. And that love and that trust that she had uh, given to her, that she was entrusted with the only son of God just reflecting on it, it's pretty powerful. And to think that I'm also a child of hers and she's my mother, my spiritual mother, brought out something special, a special feeling that I can always ask anything of Our Lady and she'll give it to me. Obviously through the the power of her son, but her intercession, just like she did at the wedding of Cana, that every time I hear stories like that and, and how she intercedes for us, that Christ will refuse nothing that Mary asks of him. You think about that, that she can get anything from Christ, but at the same time that she loves me like a millionfold compared to what my earthly mother loves me. And you know, just thinking about the love I have between me and my mother and then multiplying it so much and that Our Lady loves me that much and she's so close to Christ that she can help me with anything, any struggles I may have, just made... The value of the relationship that I had with our ladies so much more valuable, I know it's it's not a vending machine where you just put money in and you get something like you don't just say a prayer and you know a favor will pop out it's It's not what it's about, but there still were many prayers that were answered in a in a remarkable way like it's it was incredible, but that was nothing compared to the love that I was and the relationship that I was. Developing and just knowing that Our Lady was my mother was probably the most powerful thing. Not because I knew she'd do anything for me, but just because I knew that the love that she had for us and that she really is pr- our protector. If you put all your trust in her and all your love in her, she will truly lead you to her son. Like, she's amazing. And I, you know, I, I think my relationship is still one that's in its infancy but you know i pray that it does grow and and my prayer is that i can lead others and you know other young men and young women towards our lady and well one of the main drivers behind doing education and teaching in schools but that was always there for me probably because of the positive influence that i had at school i always wanted to teach the faith at schools But now even more so, and yeah, it's it's something that I hope you know people listening could experience too. And uh, and we're never we're never there. We're never you know fulfilled until we get to heaven. And that's obviously the the beatific vision and seeing God face to face. But I think also um, we'll truly experience the love of Mary as our mother in heaven in its fullness. It's uh, it just gives you all the more reason to keep feeding, you know, that hole in our hearts that that longs for God, you know, th- with with the love of Our Lady. Take Our Lady's hand, and she'll lead us to our Lord.
0: Tafiq, thank you very much for being with us today. You've brought up some wonderful points, and just sort of looking back and summarising, you, you said earlier in your search for your faith, you were looking for true happiness, and it's so interesting, I think, to link that. True happiness is linked with truth and it always takes us to God. And you also brought up the important bit about the mother son link and how, you know, if we have a good relationship with our earthly mother, it certainly makes it very easy to have that good relationship with our heavenly mother. Of course, it doesn't mean that if you don't have a good relationship with your earthly mother, you can't still have a good relationship with oh, Mary, but the point taken that parents witness Jesus and Mary to us in our lives, I think that's the point. And, and also the the wonderful witness from your younger sister, the whole power of witness and how that, what we do in our lives, how it can affect those around us. And the other point that I really liked was that you You stressed the perseverance, the persistence in our faith that we have to do when it gets tough and how we overcome our weaknesses through prayer. I thought that was a beautiful line where you said, if you say the rosary, you'll defeat the sin. If you don't say the rosary, well, your sin's going to win. So we do it not through our own strength, but we call upon the graces that are available. These are great points that you've shared with us today to fix. So thank you so much for being with us. I'm sure all our listeners have enjoyed as much as I have listening to your story. So thank you and God bless you.
1: Pleasure, Paul. No worries. Thank you.
0: And to all our listeners, please join us next time on Our Queen, Our Mother, when once again we look at the wonderful graces and blessings and power of the Blessed Virgin Mary. God
2: bless. KRADIO.ORG Joy Day You.